When thousands of students take to the streets on Friday afternoon for the school strike for climate, Torres Strait Islander people are desperately hoping the message cuts through. Torres Strait Islander law student Chelsea Anabar has travelled from Saibai to Melbourne where she will join the student protest to explain how her people are at the front line of climate change. She says climate change has affected people's homes, their gardens, their food and even an effect on the food that people eat. As Australia prepares for another summer of extreme heat and bushfires, the school strikers are saying the Albanese government is failing on its promise of climate leadership. Santos will be able to begin work on its gas export pipeline in the Timor Sea after a judge found protecting some Tiwi cultural heritage sites should not restrain the entire project. In November, the federal court granted Tiwi traditional owner Simon Munkara an urgent temporary injunction against Santos's construction of the Barossa pipeline. On Wednesday, the judge agreed the order restraining works should be continued but should not apply to the entire route. Senior Tiwi elder Molly Munkara has said she is elated the submerged heritage sites have been protected for now. Santos will be allowed to work on the pipeline in an area about 75 kilometres north of the Tiwi Islands until the full case is heard beginning in mid-January. Victoria's largest gathering of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities since the October 14 referendum has taken place at Camp Jungai. Clans from across Victoria were represented at the gathering with over 300 people in attendance. Vacho CEO Auntie Jill Gallagher said the historic event was an energising and rejuvenating celebration of Aboriginal culture. Today has been amazing, um, memorable in fact, um, uh, with yarning circles, basket weaving, spear throwing, ceremonial dancing and you know what, both myself and Auntie Marg's going to have a go at dancing. Um, I'd like to do a shout-out to Uncle Herb uh, Patton uh, for coming up and also Alana Atkinson um, because she's an amazing singer um, and um, fantastic. The Queensland University of Technology has announced plans to open Australia's first faculty dedicated to Indigenous knowledges next year with students commencing in 2025. The Faculty of Indigenous Knowledges and Cultures will operate as a standalone faculty alongside others such as engineering and business and law and will deliver academic programs and conduct research. The university's announcement also cites the federal government's commitment to funding all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander University students, saying it will help QUT double its Indigenous cohort over the next five years. QUT Professor of Indigenous Health Chelsea Watergo has told SBS and NITV the new faculty represents a huge shift in higher education. For the most part, there's been an embedding of Indigenous knowledges and perspectives to solve us as the problem. Um, and this new faculty sees a whole range of possibilities for Indigenous knowledges and the application of Indigenous knowledges for um, all of our futures. And that's really exciting to be taking people on that journey, to see us not as, as problems but as possibilities. Senior Hamas officials have denied claims made by the Israeli Defence Forces that the Al-Shifa hospital in the city of Gaza is being used for military operations and to keep hostages held. 
Member of Hamas Political Bureau Osama Hamdan has told a briefing in Beirut that Israel's military had said earlier that Hamas had a command centre under the hospital, which he says turned out not to be true. Mr Hamdan has called on international organisations to form committees to visit hospitals in Gaza to reveal the untrue claims of the occupation. After 20 hours of attacking all the hospital facilities, searching and tampering with all the contents and departments, the spokesperson for the Occupation Army came out, as usual, with a weak and ridiculous story, saying that he had found several rifles, a Kalashnikov, a laptop, a military uniform and an old pair of shoes, which he displayed on the shelves and moved from one place to another, and appearing in front of journalists as if he was displaying his goods in a supermarket or in a hotel room. According to reports from Gaza, the IDF are continuing their operations inside the Al-Shifa hospital, going room to room in search of Hamas militants, who they say may still be in hiding. Long-term immigration detainees, including criminals, freed into the community following a landmark High Court ruling, face mandatory jail stints and ankle monitoring bracelets under tough new laws. Emergency legislation to change visa rules passed federal parliament on Thursday night after the government rushed to introduce new protections amid fears over community safety. Murderers and rapists are among the 84 asylum seekers who were released after the court last week found indefinite detention was unlawful. Mandatory electronic monitoring and curfews, in addition to mandatory minimum jail terms for people who breach their conditions, are among the six amendments agreed to by the government. Independent MP Sophie Scamps has told Channel 9 she believes the new laws will help keep a close eye on the released detainees and maintain community safety. Look, I think it's a really good measure for, to, to, to address the community concerns so that we do keep a tab on these people. As we know, it was a high court decision, so these 84 uh, stateless people had to be released into the community and the government has responded very quickly so that we know that these people are being monitored and we know where they are and we can keep tabs on them. Optus boss Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin will face some tough questioning in the Senate after the telecommunications network suffered an outage that left millions without phone or internet services. During the 12-hour network event, more than 10 million Australian individuals and businesses were unable to make calls, access the internet or complete transactions. In response, the company apologised and customers, including businesses that lost thousands of dollars in sales, were offered 200 gigabytes of extra data or free data on weekends if they were on prepaid plans. Ms Rosmarin will appear before a Senate committee on Friday afternoon to answer questions about the company's response during and after the network event. A new traineeship program between the Perth Zoo and an Aboriginal college has achieved a major milestone, with its first students about to graduate with a conservation qualification. Over the past year, seven students from the Clontarf Aboriginal College have worked alongside animal carers, education officers and horticulturalists at the zoo. Two of the students are on track to graduate this year with a Certificate two in Conservation and Ecosystems Management, while the remaining five will continue working at the zoo and are expected to graduate at the end of next year. One student, Ezra Fijo, says the work has helped offer new opportunities and connection to country. I wanted to work back home on, on the land and um, when I heard that um, 
the zoo was opening up to that cert too in conservation. I thought, oh, that'd be, that'd be perfect. And I thought I'll try something new as well. And um, definitely come to the zoo, I feel, feel very at home. Medical experts are urging people to use face masks to avoid the spread of COVID-19 as a new wave of the virus moves through the community. The University of New South Wales says case numbers and indicators of severe disease began to emerge in Victoria in August, while in Queensland the number of COVID-19 hospitalisations has gone up sharply during the last few weeks, even as immunisations have been on the decline. Infectious diseases physician Dr Paul Griffin has has told Channel 7 that people should make regular use of masks, especially in confined areas. Look, I think it's something we should strongly consider. I mean, I think it's clear we don't need rules and mandates around masks at the moment, but we should really be encouraging and um, facilitating mask wearing as much as possible, particularly in high-risk settings and settings exactly like you describe on a plane where you're in really close proximity to people for a long period of time. So absolutely we should use masks more. And the ARIA Awards were held in Sydney's Horden Pavilion on Wednesday evening, where Troy Savan won four gongs at the 37th ARIAs, including Best Solo Artist and Song of the Year for his hit tune, Rush. Savan, who has also been nominated for two Grammys, was up on stage so many times on Wednesday night that he admitted he had run out of things to say. Earlier, Kylie Minogue won Best Pop Release for her global hit Padam Padam, adding one more aria to the 17 she already has. Genesis Owusu also dominated the awards night with three arias, including Album of the Year for Struggler. In a speech via video link from London, Owusu has called for a ceasefire in Gaza and has said the album was about humanity and community. Speaking of the strength of community, there are atrocious, atrocious things happening in the world right now that I think as a community we should be putting our minds, hearts and bodies behind to stop it at uh, any junction that we can. And with that being said, ceasefire now, ceasefire now. Ceasefire now, free Palestine. And that is NITV Radio's News Wrap of the Week.